You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And you're tuned into Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. The first thing I would like to do to start the show is acknowledging that I'm broadcasting over the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples here in, here in so-called Melbourne. Indigenous sovereignty was never ceded. The genocide is still ongoing and it's our responsibility as settlers to act in solidarity with Indigenous peoples on these lands. In terms of today's show, we have two parts of today's show for you, a bit of a packed show today. First up, we'll be talking to Rainbow Rights, and later in the show, we'll be hearing about the crisis in Indonesia and how you can support you can support grassroots initiatives by queer people and other marginalised people in terms of, yeah, in the face of government abandonment in Indonesia and, and, and it becoming a new epicentre of the COVID-19 pandemic. So stay tuned later for that. But up first is Rainbow Rights. Rainbow Rights is a self-advocacy, Rainbow Rights is a self-advocacy group for LGBTIQ plus people with dis- intellectual disability. Special thanks to Pan for putting me in touch. So I'm going to get on to the interview now. Stay tuned to Querying the Air on 3CR Community Radio. I'm joined on Querying the Air 3CR Community Radio with members of Rainbow Rights. And I'm excited to have you all on. First, we're going to be speaking with Cameron Bloomfield, and then we're going to open it up. So firstly, with Cameron, would you like to tell us and listeners a bit about yourself? Yeah, well, uh, my name is Cameron. I am a peer, peer worker for Rainbow Rights. I also have a partner, and I and I live independently. Awesome. So, you're involved with the group Rainbow Rights. What does Rainbow Rights do? Rainbow Rights. We uh, our Rainbow Rights. We we talk about things about boyfriends and girlfriends, about partners. We we. In, Improved uh, dis- disability. We provide. Hum- we talk about human rights, especially in the LGBTIQ community. So we 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 provide disability rights. We advocate for disability. Rainbow Rights was involved in art exhibitions at Midsummer at the uh, Multicultural Hub. Rainbow Rice was also involved with Midsummer Carnival, Pride March, ABC Radio, 3CR, two different uh, shows on 3CR, Joy FM Radio, very speaking events. Um, Attended... And run and running for and run forums, creating the Rainbow Rights anthem and song film clip. Feedback to Deakin Deakin University's information. To do with the research project, and we fight. For the rights of LGBTIQ community. 
You've got neighbours. Oh, and we're also on neighbours. Wow, really? You're, you're all on neighbours? Not all of us, just uh, me oh. and my partner were on neighbours because of the, of the times they were, um, times they had, I was shooting, it was hard to get everyone there. Wow, it's a long list of things that Rainbow Rights has been involved in. Thanks so much for that. Would you like to speak some more about self-advocacy, what it's about and what do you like about it? Yeah, uh, self-advocacy ensures people with intellectual disabilities in the wider LGBTIQ community learning to speak up for ourselves and speak up for, sorry, learning to speak up for yourselves and speak up for ourselves. And the self-advocacy group to speak up as a group as well. Uh, it teaches us that we speak up for ourselves in it as one and as a group. Thank you for that. So if you like... Is there anything else you'd like to add on self-advocacy in terms of how it would differ from being spoken for? Yeah, uh, well, um, self-advocacy is, is uh, uh, we learn, as I said, we learn how to uh, speak up for ourselves uh, instead of getting other people speak up for us. It, it, it gives us the confidence it gives us the confidence uh, within ourselves to speak up for ourselves. Awesome. Thank you for that. So how long has Rainbow Rights been running for? Rainbow Rights have been running for uh, since 2016. So about five years uh, been running, uh, five years, we still are, are a young group. Hmm. Yeah, only five years, and you've already listed a bunch of awesome things you've been involved in. Um, what are some of the other amazing things that Rainbow Rights has been involved in over the years? And if you'd like to expand on other things that you've already mentioned. Yeah, so um, so going to Midsummer Carnival, Pride March, being on the radio, been on Neighbours, we've done a lot of other stuff. So, you know, um, as I mentioned before, we've um, uh, we've done various speaking job, uh, speaking events. Um, we've worked alongside Deakin University uh, with um, with uh, a couple of their projects. They've got. Uh, we've worked alongside um, other organisations like Inclusion Melbourne. Um, yeah. So you mentioned 3CR and Joy FM. What, yep. is that, what is that involved? Um, it, was, it was mainly uh, going to the radio station and uh, I, it was on a Saturday with Joy. We uh, spoke, they spoke to get to know Raymond Wright. Um, uh, and and uh, 3CR is um, introducing our um, we introduced our uh, 
Rover Rights Anthem back then. So, yeah, and there was also um, other stuff we've also uh, done as well. With it's, we've also done a couple of projects funded by the state government and Commonwealth government to raise awareness for people with an intellectual disability in the LGBTIQ community. We had uh, we had input into the Victorian government state disability plan as well. Hmm. When was that, the, the input into that plan? Oh, a while ago. Mm. I can't remember what it was right. exactly. That's all right. So in terms of future plans, what are the future plans for Rainbow Rights? What would you like to do next? What we'd like to do next is become uh, better known in the LGBTIQ community, do another song, meet new people, get more people in Rainbow Rights, building the group bigger. One thing I would like to, to do is participate in the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. Go on a holiday around the world, maybe organise a virtual trip around the world and maybe a virtual gay pride march around the world. So, you know, organising, you know, just uh, doing virtual um, through the different cities of uh, the, the pride marches they have. Mm. Awesome. Big plans there. And I hope we can spread the word and more people can be involved in rainbow rights. Um, so why did, why did you make the rainbow rights anthem and what is the message behind it? We made it uh, to promote rainbow rights. And the message behind it, it's about equal, equity and, and love and freedom. I'm sexy and I'm proud Me and my partner turn up way up loud He doesn't care how I look or that I'm a man I'm sexy and he gets me the way I am This is me for all the world to see The way I am is who I'm meant to be I got the right to love anybody Living is wild I've got lots of love left in it And I'm free to choose the way I play This is me For all the world to see The way I am is who I'm meant to be I got the right to love anybody Living is wild and free Living is wild and free I don't feel When I got me got a way to go Till I celebrate my sexuality This is me For all the world to see The way I am is who I'm meant to be I got the right to love anybody Living is wild and free 
Why is it important for people with disability to have their voices heard within the LGBTIQAI plus community? Yeah, it is important for people with a, with a disability to have their voices heard within the LGBTIQ community because we are always the first to be left out of thing, things in the LGBTIQ community. And we are... We are not accepted. We've got a to, to we have got to build equal equal equally in the disability LGBTIQ community. Yeah, for sure. What would that? Could you talk more about that? What like equality would look like for you, if you can describe it. Equality will look like where you know we're not class, uh, where where we are not classed as second grade citizens, where we've got the choice and the opportunity to be in a relationship or be who we are without getting discriminated against. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. How can people find out more about Rainbow Rights and become involved? Well, you can find you can get it. You, well, you can go to our website, which is www.roborights.com.au, or you can call me on 0490825094, or you can email us at roborights and advocacy at gmail.com. Awesome. And if listeners want to contact through Queering Day, we can put you in touch with Rainbow Rights as well. Um, so now sort of moving on to part two, getting to know some more members of Rainbow Rights. We're going to go around the group and I'm going to be asking what's your name and... Would you like to tell listeners something about yourself? <coughs> so starting with Mitchell on my screen, if you'd like to go. Yeah. I'm here, John Khan's boyfriend. 
Um, what can I talk about? Um, what's it about? Yeah, anything about yourself? About myself, I uh, live in Abergate. I live in Newport. And I live with my other residents. I live with Colin, not Colin, I live with Maddie, Tim, and Sean and me. And I, I live with Colin, and I live with Alexania. And I live far away. Now they're not far away, it's around the corner. Mm. And I had a good time. And Kai has my birthday. My birthday is July the 10th. Thanks, Mitchell. Um, Greg, would you like to introduce yourself, tell something about yourself as well? My, my name is Greg Axton. I've been involved in the disability LGBT community since 89 and and it's it's been a hard and 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 I am a, and I've just become an ambassador for the Pride which, which I think will become more well known in Victoria, uh, and rainbow rights is important because it gives the opportunity for people with intellectual disability to have a voice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Greg, for that. And that's amazing you're involved in that role. Um, John, would you like to go next? Yep. Hi, my name is John O'Donnell. I am a group connector, but I'm also um, a group connector of self of uh, all, um, all abilities in the Southwest. I'm also a triathlete as well. I'm also a triathlete for, and, and I am a... Um, I am a triathlete, but I'm a, I'm a winner. I'm a yes. I'm yes, and uh, yeah, and I'm part of my rights for, for, for to bring change and diversity to the LBGI community. Thanks, John, so much. Uh, Colin, would you like to <coughs> introduce yourself? From Moshania, well, from Rainbow Right and Pride with Disability. People with disability means a disability called Amida um, 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 is people with disability. 
and I went to the um, miners spent my um a party with a um, miner. She works to see uh see to uh, dance to work in our room and gonna get fresh all day me to the Abbas tribute is sixth August. I can't wait. And it's over week, three more weeks, two weeks or something. It goes to Abbas tribute at the city. Hi, darling. Hi. It is fantastic. Love you, darling. There's a people to spell right. People to spell it Abbasy group, people to spell Um, <sighs> love you, Dad. Animals in my bed. Mm. Yeah. Love you, Colin. You're my darling. I'd like to, um, I will join the drawing again. Another night, I'm <clears throat> doing it for one year, the drawing once. I'll do it for one year, drawing for next year, 2022. I got a Miss Summer and been Miss Summer Festival is the best of Miss Summer and probably Master Beth. <clears throat> Gotta get next year, I go see Blend the Color Concert to rerun. So you go and see it. me, I'll get tickets. The private people. Can I get tickets, Tal? One more rice. And I ran um, to go to the library right away and take the books back and take the books back to the autumn and the books back to right away in the library. I'm going to shop to right away. And when I go over to dinner, swimming, winning, swimming, and after dinner. That's very tall. Love you. Love to sometimes. That's very tough. And people with disability, that's a right. So people with disability <laughs> on the show, TV show, I like Navis. Navis and Chelford and Run. Good show. If I stick tonight. I can't wait tonight. Good shows on Chelford and Run on Friday and Saturday morning. And um, watching. See you Talking fishing is fantastic. My show and Abbas start coming in the 10th of August in three more weeks. <coughs> Put the Abbas up down here. Uh, I'm going to sort of that CD. CD's going to the best spot. I'm going to change it to make it book there. It's better spot. You spot, I'll make you sure that you Abbas start coming. And you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio, an interview with members of Rainbow Rights, an LGBTIQ plus self-advocacy group for people with intellectual disability. Next, we'll be continuing with the interview. So stay tuned to 3CR if you just joined 855am on your AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au, on digital, on demand and podcasted. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Colin. Um, well, by the way, I got it's, um, I got a ticket to see Abbas Tribute. The people copy Abba, I call Abba, Abba, Tribute like Abba. Dress up like Abba. 
look like Abba and sound like Abba. Let's say what you tell, Abba. Look like Abba, sound like Abba. Abba. Abba songs. <laughs> yeah. I love the people bring to the the Abba costumes. Awesome. Uh, like mm. yeah, right. yeah. Back to the 70s. Thanks, Colin. I think how What's about we go to the next? What's I'm Iris, and I think we're gonna to go to the next uh, discussion point. Um, which is what do you like the most about being involved with rainbow rights and who would like to go I'll go I'll go first Um, to build to build a community for intellectual disability in, in the LGBT community. Thanks, thanks, Greg. Um, Mitchell, do you want to say what you like the most about being involved with Rainbow Rights? I kind of vote, I like uh, being with Rainbow Rights, and I like having friends. I like having boyfriends, Colin. And I love having friendship with people. And I like having friends. Thanks. Friendship. Mm. Yeah, friendship, such a big thing. Thanks, Mitchell. Yeah. John? Uh, um, I'm, I like Rainbow uh, Rights because it will bring change to the community and also reverse our community for the better. So hopefully we'll bring more more change and more diversity and it brings family. This is family. So yeah. It's it's a, it's a good friendship and it's also family. So which is really important. Thanks, John. Colin, would you like to go? Now, what do you like the most about being involved with Rainbow Rights? Rainbow Rights, people with disability. People with disability, Rainbow Rights, around people with disability. The disability means that Jan and Dan works the Rainbow Rights. That suits me sometimes. Rainbow Rights means about every Friday afternoon, <laughs> one o'clock. People with disability, Rainbow Rice, there's people with disability at the groups, part of the group, disability, that's Rainbow Rice song, or the Rainbow Rice song called, I know that one, um, another one, um, disability. This is a picture, very special picture of, it's a prize for you. This is the picture of long time ago, 1980s, 1983. The singer, 1983, the concert, 83, 1983 is the best concert. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Colin. Um, so how about we go to asking who would like to answer this? What do you like to do in your free time? <coughs> Greg? Um, um, uh, I, I, uh, I like to, to listen to, listen to music, watch, watch the footy and watch, uh, and, and, and fight, fight. Like for the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Greg. Mitchell, you would you like to go next? I got next. I want to uh, read book and and um, read my book and watch TV and watch the fun once a while. And a good show fun once in life. It's a funny show. And you're looking for love. You're looking for, um, for, for a wife, farmer, and she wants to marry him. Thanks, Mitchell. Sean, would you like to go next? Hi. Um, yeah, I... I, I, I like going to the gym and I like just hanging out with my cat and watching Netflix. Yeah, that's what, that's what I like to do. Also, Cameron, I know I haven't chucked to you. Would you like to answer this one as well? Yeah, no problem. Um, in my free time, I like watching TV, um, going looking at shops when we well, when they're open, um, uh, catching up with mates and uh, also working in my garden. Cool. Thanks, Cameron. Colin, what about you? What do you do in your free time? <coughs> you know, uh, three times a walk near, walk near any street near Parade College. Walk down any street in the Parade Cottage. Parade Cottage in the back. Parade Cottage down there. And then walk around and turn it back. It's very, very important. I, 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 forgot, I, forgot, I forgot to say when, when I when, when I can go to gay venues, which I haven't been able to do since COVID, which is a pain in, it's a pain in the air. Yeah. Yeah, the pandemic's changed a lot of things, a lot of restrictions on different things. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Let's ask about favorite songs. Do you have a favorite song that makes you happy? And 
do plan to play this on the radio for you as well on the actual show. Um, like to go. The blood, the blood keeping tell me why. Hmm. Bronski beats. Thanks, Greg. Be a classic.
Mitchell. Jason Donovan. I can't remember the song. I've looked that I up. I think it's um, Too Many Broken Hearts. Did you have another song? Um, yeah, I have LBGTI. Um, LBGTI by, and it's new, I think it's LBGTI from uh, Matt. Matt? Matt uh, F. 
F E H A T I. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, man, it's like a. It, yeah, it's a big anthem. It's like Rainbow
Cohen. Mark's song is Abba Waterloo. Oh, okay, yeah, classic. Thank you, Cohen. Waterloo has life makes me happy I like listening to is the Rainbow Rights Anthem actually mm. I love listening to that yeah for sure and you've been listening to an interview with Rainbow Rights there um, members Cameron, Greg Mitchell, John and Colin, thank you so much all for your time and you heard some of their favourite songs including the Rainbow Rights Anthem which we played earlier in the interview and I encourage listeners to check out the entire music video of the anthem on YouTube. And also a special thanks to Pan for helping to organize the interview.
Able-bodied Australia does not realise that people with disabilities across the board are being discriminated against. Then the government to demand that we go out and get a job without removing the disincentives like the lack of access to transport and community infrastructure, without providing accessible buildings that can provide barrier-free employment. I'm not getting a fair go and I don't like it and I'm saying so. You're listening to 3CR, 855 on the AM dial. Up next, I have an interview regarding the urgent crisis in Indonesia, which is now one of the epicenters of the COVID-19 pandemic. This features Alex and Didden. Stay tuned to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM on the AM dial. I'm joined on Queering the Air with Alex and Didden who are going to be talking about communities rallying in response to the COVID crisis in Indonesia. Would you first, both of you, like to talk a bit about yourselves? So the, situa- the pandemic situation in Indonesia this year is worse than last year. Um, the government have uh, public policy, actually many times, and now uh, we, are, we are on PPKM Darurat. Um, it's a limitation... Uh, of the area, so people cannot go um, in certain area, you know, uh, and um, the pandemic is getting worse uh, because uh, there is less support from the government to people, to poor people actually, um, who earn uh, their daily income. Uh, so because they cannot work outside, so they cannot get income, and um, this pandemic turned not only on uh, health problems, but also the uh, hunger for for the community. So that's the situation. Thank you for that. You're also the CEO of Harapan Fayan. Could you talk about that NGO? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Harapan Fayan is an organization that support urban poor people. Uh, urban poor people is uh, queer, uh, sex worker, um, street vendors, street musician, or anyone uh, who who are poor. You know, and um, our organization focus on um, fulfilling uh, their rights or encourage them to get the rights. Thanks for that, Alex. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi. Um... I am, well, I'm currently living in Canberra, but I used to live in Melbourne and actually did stuff uh, at 3CR as well. Um, And then I lived for two years in Indonesia and I was a volunteer with the federal government's AVID program. Um, And I worked in a couple of NGOs that were doing stuff around um, kind of gendered violence and sexual health and that kind of thing. yeah, and um, just sort of got involved in some other projects in my free time with some different community groups in Georgia. Um, yeah, and it's just a pretty lively place and there's lots of um, different um, organisations and groups doing different stuff. So, uh, yeah, there was lots of stuff to get involved in. Thank you for that, Alex. So before going into more about what's already been mentioned, could we talk for listeners who might not be aware a bit more about the social and political context for queer communities, LGBT communities in Indonesia? 
Yogyakarta is a uh, student city. A lot of uh, students come from uh, another city to go to study in Yogyakarta. So most of the LGBT community is young, in young age. But uh, there is also uh, elderly group in uh, Yogyakarta. Um, and most of them working on the street, like uh, street musician, um, street vendors, and uh, sex worker, you know. Um, most of the other queer uh, feel comfortable living in Jogja because uh, they uh, have a lot of support and the society, um, what is it, uh, like familiar with, with LGBT. But um, this uh, pandemic um, changed the situation because it's difficult for the queer uh, LGBT uh, to work, especially for the elder and most of the uh, young queer uh, they are students, you know, um, when they uh, suffer from COVID, they have no support from from the people around, you know. And actually, it's quite difficult for for me, um, who are organizing the community in here, uh, give a support for the young uh, queer, because some of them is not really, really too open about the sexuality. And because of that, it's difficult for them to get the support. Yeah, thank you for that, Dylan. So is there anything else you wanted to add, Alex? Yeah, maybe just that um, I guess the experience of being a queer person in Indonesia is probably quite different from what we experience in Australia, which is um, I think in general terms, um, I think there's um, more acceptance um, for being queer in Australia, especially maybe for um, people who are gay or bisexual or, um, yeah, and maybe there's more, I think there's probably more discrimination against trans people. But, um, yeah, I think that level of societal acceptance isn't really there in Indonesia. So it, it is hard for people to be open and it is hard for people to organise as a community as well because um, there are some barriers to, say, like publicising events and that kind of thing um so yeah there are just some more challenges there um yeah and i think maybe like the political context and different ways that religion play out in politics sometimes um can make it difficult to do things out in the open i don't know would you agree with that didin yeah religion uh religion affect the most aspect in being queer in Indonesia because um, people in Yogyakarta uh, follow their belief uh, very, very much, you know, and um, in most of the mainstream religion, like forbid LGBTIQ or queer, so um, it's not, queer is, it's not really have a space uh, to express, but uh, still we have a space, um, although now it's getting uh, narrow, you know. And also politics, you know, uh, sometimes the government, the politician use uh, LGBT to gain their uh, politic, politician support, you know. For example, uh, most of the Islamic part, political party, they express their hate to LGBT to gain masses. And it creates the violence uh, in the society, you know. Create the hatred, yeah, like that. Mm. Thank you for that context. So in terms of the pandemic, 
there's been a lot of government abandonment in terms of there isn't support for LGBT communities, street kids, sex workers. What has been the community responses to like the complete loss of income if people test positive and need to isolate? And would you like yeah, to um, yeah, introduce the campaign? So so I, I mentioned before that there's no support from the government for um, this community. Um, and um, so Alex and I initiate to give uh, emergency funds for the people who need it. Um, the purpose of it is um, so they don't have to go out for work so they can uh, stay at home. So if they stay home, then uh, it will help uh, Indonesian to um, decrease the rate of uh, the COVID. Alex, would you like to talk further about how the fundraiser came about? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think um, uh, that, well, the original, um, the initial thing started when um, me and Didin had been talking over the past few weeks about, um, you know, what we could do. Was there anything that we could do to support people and trying to kind of think of a way um, to help? Um, and then about a week or so ago, um, there was a group of um, kind of like a community organisation for trans women. Uh, was it the, um, like the trans women um Resource center, did you say, Didin? Yeah, Waria Crisis Center, like transgender woman uh, crisis yeah. center. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they had been sort of communicating with a group of trans women who had been, um, uh, who the majority of them had tested positive to COVID and they needed to isolate at home, but they didn't have um, basic essentials and they didn't have money to pay their rent. Um. Yeah, and, you know, they didn't want to tell anyone that they were COVID positive because there was a chance that they might be discriminated against or maybe kicked out of their homes. Um, so that group of people started doing some fundraising and then Didin and I got involved in that. And um, I just asked a few friends and family um, here in Australia if they wanted to each, you know, chuck in 50, 100 bucks. Um, and everyone was really kind of keen to help and to get involved. And, um, yeah, within a day or two, we had raised enough money for that particular thing. And so I kind of said to Didin, like, what if we could do this on a bigger scale and, um, yeah, like continue to help trans women who need it, but also expand that out to other groups of people who are also doing it tough and, um, yeah, so it just kind of grew from there, but there was just so many people in, um, in Australia in you know, my friends and family who were really keen to help out and they wanted to do something, but they didn't know what to do. And so when this opportunity sort of came up, everyone was pretty, yeah, kind of all hands on deck. So I had lots of help from different people with, yeah, sending the fundraiser around and promoting it and helping to write press releases and that kind of thing. So yeah, so that's basically how it came to be. Awesome. So, Didan, would you like to talk more about how things are looked on on the ground? Because I've read with your media release that Harapan Vian is distributing financial aid, masks, hand sanitizer, and information. So it's like a complete abandonment by the government that communities stepping in and having to do all this. 
Yeah, yeah. I um, I I see that there's no um, uh, support from the government, so people try to help each other. That's what happened. But uh, sometimes um, the people do not reach the certain community, especially the marginalized people. So um, that's the reasons why Harapan Fian uh, try to support the marginalized people, especially queer and uh, other communities. And I found that actually um, this kind of people aware about the risk when they go out in the pandemic. Um, so they prepare with masks, with um, hand sanitizer and everything. But they are facing the situation that they have to go out uh, because if they can, if they cannot go out, they cannot get an income. Um, so that's the situation. As in, and also they fully aware that um, this day when they have to work out, they have to work more than before because a lot of place. Uh, is quiet now, is closed, you know, so uh, that's what happened. So the economic situation um, is, uh, is very bad, lately for the communities. Mm. Yeah. Can I just jump in yeah. with a story there that Didin was telling me the other day um, about uh, he was saying that some of the kids who live in his area who usually busk for their for work and to earn an income and that's what they live off day to day, the government had closed a lot of the main roads. So the areas that they were usually yeah. busking in, they couldn't access anymore. So they were having to travel quite far to go to other areas where they could busk yeah, yeah. and try and make a living. And it's kind of, instead of helping the situation, it's making it worse because it's, you know, pushing people to travel further and to like mix in communities that they wouldn't usually visit. and. Um, yeah, and these people don't have a choice because they have no other income. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty terrible situation there. Um, we'll provide a link to the GoFundMe in the show notes on the show on the 3CR podcast website. Um, is there anything else either of you wanted to add? I think that's good for me unless, Didin, did you want to talk at all about um, the next steps going forward from here and yeah. how you're going to start dividing the money up and stuff? Yeah, first I would like to thank you for the uh, people who donate uh, that that first, and then second we will distribute the emergency funds for the people who need it. Uh, we hope that it will reach a lot of people, especially the marginalized people. Uh, they are queer, um, street people, and um, maybe elder street people. You know, uh, and I hope uh, these small projects can uh, help Indonesia to decrease the COVID rates in here. I hope so too. Thanks so much, both of you, for your time. Thank you, Aris. Yeah, thank you, Iris. And again, yeah, thank you so much to everyone who's supported the campaign in so many different ways. So um, hopefully we'll have some more good news to update with you, you with in the next um, week or so. I've been listening to an interview there with Alex and Didan talking about the COVID-19 crisis in Indonesia and talking about the campaign that you can support and get behind to help queer people over there like self-organize to yeah support one another and as well as many other marginalized people there that's it for querying the air today you've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne Australia 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.